on the right. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. Um, just in case you're just tuning in over at StacyOnTheRight.com, we have video only today, or sorry, audio only. Video is of the chat room where we have the best chatters in America um, who are joining in. And we have Cacti who's joined in and Robin and Richard Layton, all good friends of the show. Thanks for being here and so good to see you guys. I also wanted to just say thanks to people who are really encouraging. Um, last night I posted a little Instagram post of, of a, um, it's like on watercolor paper and it's this kind of watercolor marker that you can get from Hobby Lobby. And Friday evening we went over to Hobby Lobby and we picked up, actually it was Saturday morning, sorry, Saturday morning we picked up some stuff from Hobby Lobby. Because um, our daughter is, the youngest is very much into um finishing up some drawings for her graphic novel that she's written and so she's been doing that and I've been watching her and kind of spurring her on and I just felt inspired to get a tiny little watercolor notepad just plain paper and draw some of the things I like to draw the most which is flowers I love drawing uh, florals and so I did a couple of them over the weekend and it just it was almost like you know how sometimes you'll be doing an activity and it has nothing to do with your work and it feels like when you're finished your brain has been like someone poured water over your brain and your brain is just refreshed. It's, it's clean. It's just, it's, it's such a nice feeling. And so I posted about it because I was so excited when the kids, I was almost beside myself. Do you know how kids can get up uh, so excited that they're beside themselves and they can't even enjoy themselves. They actually get flummoxed and be unable to have a good time because they're so excited. I was almost to that point on Friday evening when the two older kids came home from college and I was having so much fun listening to them and talking to them. And they each had a shift to work on Saturday. And then we went to church on Sunday. And then we went to a restaurant um, and ate just a quick bite after church on Sunday. And then it was like a race. Um, the older daughter has natural hair. She wanted me to flat iron it. So I did that. And we did a few other things. And then before you know it, it's dark. And they're like, oh, we, we got to get home. And so I just, I was just sitting there thinking to myself, oh my goodness, I can't believe they're leaving. And then the emotions just rushed in. And so, you know, you walk out the front door, help them throw their stuff in their trunk and, um, you know, make sure they have gas. Are you going to stop and give gas? Maybe give them 20 or 40 bucks in their hand. And then um, as they were leaving, I just was crushed by the emotion of it all. And I was so upset. And so then, of course, I'm upstairs crying and, you know, having a really rough go. And I posted about it on Instagram because I know there's so many other people who are in this exact same situation. You guys are, your kids are adults. Maybe your kids are done with college and now they're starting their own lives in earnest and you don't see them as often as you did before. And I just miss our kids so much, the two older ones. I have really great times where I know I miss them, but it doesn't, it's not the feeling. The feelings are not as strong. And then there's like this weekend it was pretty devastating, and I don't know why it was so rough this weekend as opposed to when they were here a few weeks ago. So anyway, I just um, I posted about it, and a lot of people had really kind, encouraging things to say. And a lot of you guys out there, man, your kids are like super overachievers, really wonderful stories people were sharing about what their kids are doing, some in the military, some you know, just graduating from college and going off to their careers, some marrying, some uh, permanent bachelors, lots of things, interesting things that were shared. And I was just really 
it was so encouraging to read all of that and to hear that most of us moms, that's what we're going through. If our kids are in college or it's post-college years, we're all going through the same thing, which is we really wish they were still living here at home. But the point was made by a number of you who are just wise, wise women that we raise them to be independent and to grow up and go out on their own, not to be, you know, coming home and living in our basements and stuff like that. And when that happens, we have to be really grateful to God that that's what we prayed for and that's what he did. So um, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much uh, for the encouragement. So I have another thing for you. Um, The GOP lawmaker who introduced the bill to investigate the Biden's family dealings with the Ukraine it, it, this is something that's important for us because it's from the side of justice. What are the, the Bidens doing selling in their influence in the Ukraine? And these are investigations that would have gone through from the Ukrainian side, but the Obama administration blocked them. So the investigation will look into whether or not the dealings that the Bidens have had with the Ukraine have resulted in improper conflicts of interest and whether Hunter's work made an impact on U.S. foreign policy, a foreign government, or a foreign entity's response to our government. Now, everyone wants to make a big deal out about the president tweeting out, where's Hunter? He has totally disappeared. Now looks like he has raided and scammed even more countries in the media's AWOL. And that is, I mean, sure, make note of the fact that he did. But... Chinese firm BHR Shanghai, it's an equity investment fund management company. Um, This is the company that Joe Biden has just resigned from. And Hunter Biden is actually going to be on television on ABC News on Tuesday morning. And I want you guys to think about something. What if we put the shoe on the other foot? I mean, are, are you not exhausted as I am? of the people making all these comments about um, Ivanka Trump and Eric Trump and Don Jr. and how they're grifting and yada, 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 and the taxpayers are paying for all the Trump hotels. I'm so tired of all that garbage. What if the, the script was flipped and one of the Trump kids, adult kids, had received 83 grand a month from some company in the Ukraine for sitting on an energy board, fossil fuel energy, by the way? What do you think that would have resulted in? Certainly not... Just, oh, you know, can we just, you know, leave it, leave it be, right? Right? It would have been a total smackdown by the media. They would have laid and filleted those Trump kids out. They would have said, this is the worst of the worst. And then they would say, this is why we have to impeach Donald Trump. But for the other guy, well, not a big deal. If it wasn't Hunter Biden, if it were Don Jr., the investigations not only would have already started, the Democrats would say they're guilty without even completing the investigation. So we seem to investigate almost everything that has to do with anyone whose last name is Trump. And now it's time to find out exactly what kind of a role Hunter Biden, through his father, had on our foreign policy since his father was an elected official at the time. What laws were broken and what can we can do to, to prevent it from happening in the future? So I, I'm, I'm super, super excited um, to see that. Not because I want people to get in trouble, but because we all know that it's important for us to have the same kind of situation for both sides. Both sides. Yeah, I said it. It's going to happen. Are people going to get upset because I said both sides? I don't think so. I don't think people are going to get upset. All right, so these show these these are all in the show 
uh, show links. Show links are in the show notes. Um, you can find all of these stories if you want to read them, if you want to share them. And we really appreciate you sharing, especially the podcast. Share the podcast. Tell your friends. Um, so let me look at the time here. Yeah, we have time now. Um, let's. So remember, President Trump did two rallies last week, Thursday and Friday. And as he was traversing and, and speaking to Americans, it became clear that in Minnesota, at least, there was some violence going on. And um, the liberals let fly. They were beating the stuffing out of an old person and some other people. Um, and I, again, I had nothing against people protesting at President Trump's rallies. What I have against is these people, um, you know, they 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 want to be violent, but they want to call us violent. So which is it? Who's the violent ones? Well, listen to Senator Tim Scott talk about it. Well, it's odd. Just a bridge too far. It's the most ridiculous thing I saw on TV today. I've spent the day, the day running around South Carolina thanking law enforcement officers from Charleston to Aiken to Hilton Head for their service to this country. And I keep telling the officers, it's never been this hard. And they, they shake their head. But watching this situation in Minnesota just sickens my stomach. We have men and women who are willing to put their lives on the line to protect the American public. And you have anti-Trump protesters instigating and inciting violence against law enforcement and Trump supporters. Here are folks who say that, the, that President Trump should calm down and they are inciting and instigating violence against our law enforcement and against fellow citizens. I've never seen such hypocrisy in all my life. No. Now, is it that he said anything about their right to protest or their right to be there? No, he didn't. Did he make it seem as if just the act of being opposed to the president is somehow wrong? Mm-mm. No, he was just talking about the violence. So if you show up and you have a sign or you have a bullhorn and you're just standing there and you're just, you know, making you know a nuisance of yourself verbally. Who, so we don't want to hear it. Let's be honest. If you especially if you're a parent, you can think of times when your kids have been doing something and maybe they were screeching or laughing or making some sound effect. And you thought to yourself, I'm going to lose my mind. Here it comes. But then 12 minutes later, you were still sitting there. Your mind wasn't lost and you survived and the kids were still making that sound. You put up with it because you're like, you know, they're they're having fun. They're they're entertaining themselves and kids have to have a chance to be kids. And so you let you let it go. But it is something different when you're talking about grown folks who drove themselves over, you know, grown folks who have driver's licenses or, or at least some form of state issued ID, grown folks who have jobs, or maybe they're grown folks that live in their parents' basement. We don't know. We don't know who these people are. We don't know how they live. We just know they're often stinky and they're very loud and they're very, very, very violent. And so, you know, it, again, whatever they're pushing off on you saying you did, it's them that's guilty of it. The violence is something that is, it is stored up and doled out from the left much more often than it is from the right. And there are right-sided groups that are um, the violent and, you know, pigs, and we, we, don't, we don't appreciate them. But let's talk about the frequency. The frequency of the violence from the left is, it's like clockworks. You can rely upon it. If there's a Trump rally, there's going to be some people there from the left to bust heads. If there's a, a you know, a public official... Maxine Waters has already radicalized everybody who listens to her that Trump officials shouldn't be allowed in public spaces. And plenty of Democrats, I'm going to go ahead and give you all some just do, 
stood up to that and said that that wasn't the way you want to live. That's not the America that you live in. But I'm going to tell you, <laughs> there's plenty of them that didn't hear you. And they're still out there trying to execute on the orders, the improper orders of Maxine Waters. And um, I'm over here trying to choke back my laughter because uh, Richard said they're very bug eyed too. <laughs> And they also called for the, you know, horrible, horrible attacks to be made upon Baron Trump, which, by the way, the reason why you don't want to make those kinds of calls is because eventually people will see it. And after the Trumps are no longer in the presidency, you must you must understand that you're going to still be held accountable for those comments since the Internet is forever. But more than that, what's wrong with you? What, what is wrong with you? So there's all that going on. And, and I, I thought, thought it was really interesting um, that the response, the Biden response to all of this stuff that has been discovered about who they are and what they've done is for Hunter to resign from the Chinese company, which we knew about. Remember, we reported on that. So it's not like we didn't know he had a board seat on a Chinese company. And that's one of the things that wealthy people do for their kids. If their kids aren't making it, you know, Hunter Biden has had drug problems. So he's got a lot of different things in his life. And again, that can happen to anybody. That can happen to anybody's kid. So, you know, no, I'm not judging him for having had a, ju- a, a drug problem. And what I'm saying is usually when your kid has a drug problem and they're a young adult, they don't get a job making hundreds of thousands of dollars a month or a year uh, on a board someplace, unless your last name is Biden. Huh? Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. So he's going about resigning from these things. But at one point, this is what his father was doing, was finding him seats on these boards. And these government officials get a little, they get a little kickback and they get, you know, it's like a status symbol to be able to say, well, the vice president of the United States son is on my board. What, what, who do you have on your board? Oh, okay. You don't have the vice president of the United States' son on there, though, do you? <clears throat> so they've been um, selling themselves off as the prize and, <laughs> and, and, and the Chinese and the Ukrainians and anybody else has been buying. Now imagine, let's say he had three of them, right? Let's say he had three of these board seats and they pay anywhere from 50 to a hundred thousand dollars a month or on a yearly basis, you know, around a half a million dollars, 650,000 or so or more. Think about what a tidy little living you could make because boards don't meet every day. It's not like you're working there full time. If you're sitting on the board of, of a, usually with C4s and, and uh, not-for-profits, if you sit on the board, the board meetings are once a month or they're quarterly. Depends on what it is. If it's a museum and, and what, are they under expansion? Are they, you know, whatever. If it's a company, an actual company, then you might need to be there once a month. And in today's world, Come on. So you could catch, obviously, the Bidens fly around in private planes. They fly commercially, but they fly in private planes a great deal of the time. So if you made $650,000 a year from one of your jobs, you could probably afford to charter a private plane or even own one of your own by used private plane from, from maybe the Clinton daughter, somebody else you know, Rich, one of the Kennedys, anybody. Um, you buy yourself a used private plane, you charter yourself a, a, uh, a pilot, you know, you employ him. Um, and then he flies you, you're, you're back and forth between the United States, the Ukraine and China. And you go to your board meetings and you catch, you secure the bag. 
Richard said (laughs) in the chat, (laughs) well, Tracy said, or a job making 600K for doing two reports like Chelsea. (laughs) Richard said, let me, let me get on one of those boards and just pay me six grand a month. Richard, I'm with you. I would be on those boards and I would actually research and read up the way I did when I was on school board. I learned everything I was supposed to know about school board and about the maintenance and running of the district and whatever information was sent to me in my weekly packet. I read it from cover to cover. I always came to them right in, you know, like I was there. I was ready to rumble. Richard said he actually went to school for chemical engineering so he could do it. Richard, if I know I'm not anybody special, but if I, if I find a board position like that, I'm going to put your name forward because you're qualified. You're way more qualified than Hunter anyway. All right, we'll be back right after this. (laughs) 